talk about that. I want to ask you if you will turn to the book of Philippians, the uh, second chapter, verse 5 through 11. Hallelujah. Philippians, the second chapter, verse 5 through 11. And I uh, want to say, uh, before I even get started um, into this, um, I wanted to, um, I was a little reluctant to even name it, to title it, what I titled it. I just know what God has been dealing with me about, um, and it's just been in my heart, and I've been just been digging and digging and digging and studying and studying. And, um, but it's so much when you talk about the name of Jesus. It's so much. So much. And uh, so I think it's a little bit uh, prideful to, to, to think that we can even, you know, do more than scratch the surface when it comes to the name of Jesus. Philippians, the second chapter, verse 5 through 11. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the, death, uh, uh, to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and in earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father, um, um, that's it. I'm sorry. I, I, I got things written down here, and I want to make sure I try to st stay to my script unless the Holy Ghost takes me away from it. This is how this, this, this subject is so vast, and I say, Lord, I can get out there so fast, and I don't want to do that. You may be seated in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Um, it is my desire that it does not uh, go, that it, that, it does, that it does not go unnoticed as I just stated, uh, that I intended not to use the, the definite article, the power in the name of Jesus, uh, in an effort to avoid the idea, uh, the idea that this sermon could exhaust the richness of this topic. I believe it is safe to say that we will spend all eternity exploring its treasures. We will explore the threefold uh, uh, supremacy uh, of the name of Jesus. First, we will look at the inheritance, how Jesus uh, uh, got his name by inheritance. We will look at how he got his name by conquest. Then we will look at how he got his name by conferment. It was conferred on him by God the Father. Uh, we will look at these three, and then we will go further. Uh, uh, an appropriate translation of Jesus' name is God rescues. Hence, his name denotes not that God, uh, not that God uh, cares in, uh, uh, in a passive, passive nature, but uh, he is active in his pursuit for lost souls. He, he um, actively cares. He cares passionately. It is a mistake to view the name of Jesus as, as some magical incantation of some sort. 
In other words, just say the name of Jesus and it happened. That's not necessarily the case. Uh, and I know that, you know, a lot of times we've, 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 we've probably practiced that or we uh, didn't know any better. We figure if I say the name of Jesus, it's going to happen. That's not necessarily so. Because you have to say it in faith. <laughs> if you don't say it in faith, it'll never happen. Let me give you a little Bible on that. The three sons of Sceva, in I think 19th chapter of Acts, they called uh, uh, on this demon-possessed man, called on him in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preached. And the demon spoke out and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? So you see, it's not some magical incantation, but you got to have some understanding of what it means to call on the name of Jesus. Also, we have to meet the criteria for us to be able to call on that name because I, I guarantee you, if an unbeliever used that name, it does them no good. Well, let me put it like this. Not in the, unless God desires to have mercy on them. But you and I have a right through Christ to use that name. Amen? And it said that uh, 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 hence the name of Jesus is, uh, uh, has um, significance not only because of who it, uh, not only because of who it represents, but because who it represents. Not only because who it represents, but because of what it represents. I'm sorry. His power, the, the, uh, uh, his power and his name while on earth. Now, we all know that um, in the book of Matthew, the angel told uh, Mary, uh, for thou uh, shalt bring forth the Son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. Uh, so uh, Jesus was given that name uh, in the earth by the angel, right? Well, when Jesus sent the, uh, the, the 12 apostles out to, to preach the kingdom, okay, uh, they went, and even the 70, uh, later on, when they went out, they were casting out demons uh, in Jesus' name, right? So, uh, so, so uh, we see that the name of Jesus had power even when he was walking the earth. It had power. And I guarantee you, it wasn't just because of the name itself. It was who the name represents. Look at what they said when Jesus walked in, in, in the, uh, uh, I think the uh, fifth chapter of, of Mark, maybe the, 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 the first couple of chapters of Mark, when Jesus walked into the temple, they said, we know who you are. <laughs> are thou come to destroy us before the time? So in other words, it was Jesus, the person, that they were afraid of. And because... The person, they knew, the demons knew when he sent out those disciples, they knew who they represented. Uh, they, uh, the demons knew who they were talking about because Jesus commissioned, co-mission, co-mission, mission, co, okay, co-mission. They was working with Jesus, so hence, there's the clue. We have to be working with him. I could go over to Russia if I am the uh, 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 American. Well, let me not say Russia. Uh, let me name some something that's not in the news lately. Uh, <laughs> 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 let, 
let's say I go to a foreign country and I am the uh, uh, American ambassador of that country, right? I have no, no authority uh, but to speak what thus says the United States. Anything other than that, I'm, a, I'm on my own, right? So w- whenever we are going in Jesus' name, we have to speak what the Lord says and nothing else. Anything else, we're on our own. So if you're claiming, if we're claiming something as a promise that God never promised in his word, we're on our own. It's not going to happen. A lot of times we may get frustrated in prayer because we're praying something that God never promised. Okay? And so we, uh, uh, if we're not careful, we will get frustrated. We get frustrated. Uh, 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 deal with you like you deal with me sometimes. He'll send you back. Wait till you get through pouting first. Then send you back to look at it again. And it may be a year down the road. So you spend all that time frustrated, you know. But he'll let you look at it again. You're in the earth. First of all, because he was God's unique offspring. Secondly, he was the sinless lamb of God. And thirdly, uh, he was man, uh, He was mankind's kinsman redeemer. In other words, he came into the earth through the birth canal. That's the only way you can have power in this or, or, or authority in, this, in, uh, in the earth realm. You had to be born of a woman. Okay? That's why he said that Satan came. He was a thief and a robber. He came by another way. He took it by force. He took it from Adam. Okay? Well, by deception, if you will. Well, Jesus came the legal way. He came through the birth canal. Now, so we see that he, his name had authority before he uh, died on Calvary's cross. Let us, uh, let us focus our attention on the, power, on, the, on the power of his name after his death and resurrection. Because this is what I really want to uh, 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 want to bring our attention to today. Uh, after the resurrection of Jesus, his ministry extended. Well, let me back up. At first, when Jesus walked the earth, he walked the shores of Galilee. He walked in Jerusalem, and uh, uh, he eventually he made his way to Samaria. But he did not uh, spend the biggest bulk of his ministry in Samaria, right? He came to the Jews. Paul said in the book of Romans, said that he came to confirm the promises made unto the forefathers, right? To confirm, not fulfill, but to confirm, okay? He confirmed the the promises. Um, And so he came to the nation of Israel. That's why he told the the, the woman that uh, was seeking prayer or uh, healing for her daughter, um, he told her it's not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. Huh? And, and then uh, uh, different uh, gospel writers write it differently. Mark said that, he's, that, uh, that he said that let the children first be fed. Okay? Hence, you can see why the woman would have not gotten offended by that. When he said let the children first be fed, because it's not saying that you won't get it some eventually, but let the children first be fed. Hence, you have, this is why... The, 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 the woman, I believe, because it, it, it is believed that Mark was the first gospel, right? I believe that the woman caught what Jesus was saying when Jesus went, Mark, Mark writes that Jesus stated, um, it's not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to the little house dogs. Now, 
I have a little house dog. Jerome has uh, Titus, I think his name, big dog outside. Titus is not going to be around his kitchen table when he's eating. He's just not. But Bentley will. I'm not talking about Bentley for a pull up a chair like ours. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about him around there looking for crumbs. Anything that may fall from the table and he hangs around my little grandbaby a lot because he knows that he's going to get a lot there. She's going to waste a lot, right? So when Jesus said, let the children first be fed, he said, not me to take children's bread and cast it to the dog, then the woman understood, yea, Lord, but the dog eat the crumbs. And, in that, and, and the translation says the little house dog eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Not talking about Titus, talking about Bentley. So, so, so you see, Jesus was showing her, there's some faith that you can catch on here. <laughs> and she caught it. <laughs> but the thing is, so his name had power in the earth. He got his name had power by inheritance in the book of Hebrews, verse uh, chapter one, verse five. It, it said, "For to which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son? Today have I begotten you? To which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son? Today have I begotten you? Now, uh, if, 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 if we don't read that carefully, we think that he was he, he said that when Mary gave birth to Jesus. That's not what he's talking about. And I'm going to show you why I say that's not what he's talking about. Uh, but uh, he has his name or the power of his name after the resurrection has power by inheritance. Now, the readers to whom this epistle was written. Now, I'm going to come back and show you why I say that it was after his resurrection is what this psalmist was talking about. The reader to whom this epistle was written would have known what the remainder of that psalm stated without the apostle uh, actually having to write it out. However, just for the sake of context, let's look at the remainder of the passages in Psalms 2. Uh, start at verse 8. It said, um, after he said, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten, this day, this day, a specific time, this day have I begotten thee, ask of me, verse 8 says, and I will make uh, make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a, a, a potter's vessel. Now, therefore, O kings, be wise and be warned, O rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish from uh, perish in the way for the wrath is quickly for his wrath is quickly kindled blessed are all who take refuge in him now why is that important because this has had to be talking about Jesus after his resurrection why Matthew 28 all power is given unto me is given unto me both in heaven and in earth, go ye therefore. Now, he's come out of the confines of Israel, and now he's reaching the nations. You see what I'm saying? When he was in the earth, his name bore a, 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 a power, if you will, within the confines of Israel. Even though when they took it outside of Israel, it still bore power. But his ministry was to the Israelites. 
Now, after his resurrection, this is what the Lord said, ask of me, and I will give the nations to you. So now, that's where you and I come into play. Now, uh, 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 when we receive Christ in faith, we have the power to take on the name of Jesus, right? We have the power to take on the name of Jesus. Now, show you why I say it's after his resurrection. In Acts, the 13th chapter, verse 32 through 35, listen to what, what Paul says. Uh, in, um, in verse um, 32, it says, And we preach to you the good news of the promise made to the fathers. Verse uh, 33, that God has fulfilled this promise to our children in that he raised up Jesus as it is written in the second psalm. You are my son. Today have I begotten you. As it says in the second psalm, when he raised up Jesus, when he raised up Jesus, so you're talking about after his resurrection, now his name is given power. But we're going to see what power was it given that it didn't have at first. It had it, but now it is probably magnified infinitely more than it was before. Uh, before his resurrection. Uh, in Romans uh, 1 and 4, this is what Paul says also per pertaining to Jesus' resurrection. It said that uh, by his resurrection, say, he was declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. It was the resurrected Christ. And this is where we miss it sometimes when all we know is Jesus that walked the shores of Galilee. But we do not know about the resurrected Christ. Because it is the resurrected Christ uh, that Paul said that he, uh, 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 he is uh, our intercessor. He makes intercessions for us according to the will of God. It is the resurrected Christ that he says, sit thou on my right hand till I make thy enemies your footstool." Jesus is given the divine name. This is why the resurrected Jesus, now that name has, you and I can understand it now. Not exhaustively, but we can understand it better. He's given the divine name. The exalted Jesus is given the um, tetragrammaton, the, uh, the YHWH, which the Jews used because the name of God to them was so holy, and it should be for us as well, so holy that they did not write the name of God. Matter of what they did, what they, 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 they took out um, uh, certain letters, and they were left with YHWH. So this is what they would use when they referred to the name of, uh, 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 of God, the, 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 the God of the blood covenant of the Jews. Y-H-W-H, the uh, 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 tetragrammaton, the name which names the unique identity of the one God, the name which is exclusive to the one uh, in a way that sometimes the unclear term uh, Luigi God is not. 
Okay, when we just say God, a lot of times people don't know what God we're talking about. But when we say Jehovah or we say Yahweh, <laughs> or we're going to see now, you can say Jesus. Okay, we'll see. And I'm not preaching Jesus only. Believe me, I'm not. Okay, we'll see exactly um, um, uh, why I say that. Uh, in in uh, uh, Hebrews 1, 4, states that Jesus, exalted to the right hand of God, became as much superior to the angels as the name he inherited uh, is more excellent than their names. It is believed by many that, uh, that this can only refer to the divine name, just as the name that is above every name, as noted in Philippians 2.9 was bestowed on Jesus when God exalted him to the highest position, connected with the naming of the exalted Jesus by the divine name, uh, is the Christian use of the phrase to call on the name of the Lord. Now, show you how you see that Paul tied the two together. Lord shall be saved. That's from the uh, prophet uh, Joel, right? Well, Paul used this in the book of Romans. For whosoever should call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So he saw that Jesus had been given the divine name of God. That Yahweh is now being given to Jesus. That's just like when me and my wife got married. Now, please, this is a very cruel uh, uh, analogy, but it's the best I can do right now. <laughs> when me and my wife got married, she took my last name, right? So now, sometimes when I hear her on the phone, and she be sometimes talking uh, on the phone to, to some uh, 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 clients from work or whatever, she'll say Cheryl Hoskins, and I'll be saying, man, she, <laughs> she got my name. But she actually said, better not do, Cheryl Hoskins. <laughs> but, 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 but to show you that once Jesus was resurrected and God bestowed on him the highest honor, and this is how you know that he is God. Now, I won't get into that. Yes, I will. Uh, some might say, well, we can look at Matthew and Jesus said that his name, you know, very thing Jesus said about himself in the Gospel of Matthew, you know, in the Gospel of Mark, in John's Gospel, let us know that he was God. Well, actually, those did not come out. Matthew was like the 29th book that was written in the New Testament. <laughs> so Paul had the, 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 the revelation that he that the that the 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 divine name of God had been given to Jesus predated the writing of the Gospels. You understand what I'm saying? So when you say when we say that God had given Paul by revelation, that the fact that he had given his divine name to Jesus. It's saying a lot because in the book of Revelation, you will see that when John had his vision, he saw the lamb sitting in the throne or on the throne. 
nobody, I mean nobody but God, sat on the throne. No angel. That's how you know this is God. Okay? Now, the way we've been studying on Wednesday nights, we see where that God is three in one. He's three persons, but he's one. Okay? Now, we was talking about this Wednesday night because I don't understand it. Don't make it not so. Uh, God is three yet one. We can accept that by faith, right? So the name of Jesus, when we go forth in the name of Jesus, we see now that God uh, gave that divine name to Jesus first by inheritance. We see that it was uh, his by conquest. The Bible said that he, uh, uh, he uh, destroyed, if you would look for lack of a better word, all principalities and powers. So by conquest. Then we have where it was conferred on him. Now this is what I want to really uh, point out. This is where you and I come into play. We, we, we come into play through all of it, but this is was so important. And this is what we've been studying of Israel was unique as stated in what, what is known as the Shema. Hail Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. You should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. The Shema says that he's one. Now, if you and I uh, inherited the foundation of our belief from the Jews, we have to first start there that God is one. We are monotheists. We are not polytheists, right? We believe that God is one. So we see that there is no different levels of God. God the Father, then God the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. I know it's difficult for us to understand it unless we see it that way. But, like I said, it's difficult for us to, to see it because we're not familiar with that. And I'm all right with not being familiar with it. I can accept it by faith. All I know is that Jesus, when he was in the, the, the Jordan River, being baptized, that the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove, and a voice came from heaven saying, Thou art my son in whom I am well pleased. I'm satisfied with that. I ain't got to understand that. All I got to know is that it is true. Okay? And there's a lot of other things that, 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 that help prove that it, is, that it is so, even though we may not understand it. But then sometimes you have to ask yourself, do I understand everything it is to know about Jupiter? Do I understand everything it is to know about Mars? And how many things you don't understand? And yet you believe that it is so. There are things floating around in this room right now that we don't see. 
First of all, they're germs. I don't want to grow some of you out, but they're germs. Floating around in this room right now that we don't see. There are some of you who have your phone. There are radio waves floating around in this room right now that you don't see. But I promise you, you pull out your device so you can pull them in. So you ain't got to understand it, but you pull it in. See, it's just when it comes to God and because he don't play by our rules, we want to say, I'm not going to believe that. Okay, the exalted Jesus participates in God's unique uh, sovereignty over all things. Early Christians understood Jesus to be uh, to have been exalted after his death to the throne of God um, in the highest heaven. There seated with God on one throne, Jesus exercised or participates in God's unique sovereignty over the whole cosmos. Now, let me share something with you. Uh, the reason I was saying that there are no big gods and then because <laughs> the Jewish uh, 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 idiom says that Jesus was elevated to the right hand of God, right? Well, we have to understand, maybe we don't understand what the right hand means. Because if God is everywhere at the same time in the totality of his person, how do he have a right hand? How can Jesus be elevated to the right hand of God? Yeah, sometimes I can see if you say by the right hand of God, but 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 there, there there's no north, south, east, or west when it comes to God. You see what I'm saying? So let's just sell it that there are some things we won't understand, but we receive it by faith. They understood this decisive step of understanding a human being to be participating now in the unique divine sovereignty over the cosmos is unprecedented. Now, why do you say human being? Because now he's not only just God, he took the perfect human nature there with him. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be, but this we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. For us to think that we understand what John meant, you're talking about he wrote this, this epistle maybe 50 years after uh, he walked the, the, the shore of the Galilee with Jesus, and he still said, behold, what man of love, or look. What manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the sons of God? The name that we have inherited because we are one with him. We are one with him. What can separate us from the love of God? Should tribulation? Should stress? Should persecution? What should separate us? From the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. He loved us from the foundation of the world. Before I made my first mistake, he loved me unconditionally. He knew that I would make mistakes. He knew that I would mess up time at the 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 time, and I could keep going. 
He knew it. But he saved me nevertheless. The, uh, when God elevated Jesus to the right hand, as best as we can understand it, the right hand of the Father, author Richard, um, Richard Botham argues that the exaltation of Jesus throne for the early Christians who were Jewish monotheists uh, saw this as the uh, inclusion of Jesus in the unique worship that belonged to only God. They would not have accepted it any other way. They were monotheists. They could not have accepted that there was God and then another God. They could not have because of the Shema. They could not have it. So they had to see that God had elevated Jesus uniquely to a place that it would take, through, uh, it'll take eternity for us to be able to ascertain what it really means. The perfect man, the perfect human being has been elevated with the God of the Old Testament into his throne. What angel? that God bestowed this grace upon, not one, not Gabriel, not Michael, none of them. You and I, in Christ Jesus, the name of Jesus. Because of who I am, in him, now I can say his name. I can pray over my household in his name, and he will grant it because of his name. Satan don't want me to find out who I am. He want to keep that hidden from me. Beloved, if our gospel be hid, it is hid to those who are lost and whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel should shine unto them. He don't want Satan don't want us to see that. See, he don't have to pull you out of church. All he got to do is hide it from you. All he got to do is just close your eyes to it. Get you to focus more on material things and take your eyes off of who you really are. Get you to take your eyes off of what will happen to me. Oh. Pascal Wager. William Pascal says, if I, if what I believe turn out not to be true and I die, I lose nothing. But if what I believe turns out to be so and you refuse to believe it and you die, you lose everything. So even if I'm wrong, Mr. Simon, as long as it uh, 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 enables me to live a life where I believe it's wrong for me to do you wrong, as long as it allows me to live a, to, to, to live a life where I believe it's wrong for me to go into the store and to hold them up and say, give me all your money, as long as I believe it's wrong for me to, 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 to abuse my children, 
As a matter of fact, I think if I'm living like that, I think I'm doing pretty good. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm saying is that if I'm wrong, yet I'm living a quality of life. You understand? I'm living a quality of life, but I don't believe I'm wrong. I may not understand it exhaustively, but I understand that it is true. That I have been born again, I'm in him, and now I can use the name of Jesus for whatever I have need of. But there is, well, I remember back, back in the day, back in the 80s, so I'm sort of time stamping myself. Um, who said that? <laughs> um, back in the 80s, I took a, uh, this um, computer program, and it was um, uh, actually, we actually typed code in back then, and they had this uh, 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 arrow trap that you had to use to capture any um, erroneous input, you know, um, you know, so, so that you can keep somebody, if, if, you, if, if it's a bank teller machine, to keep them from being able to, to withdraw, you know, 500000 when they ain't got but 500 in there. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, arrow trap, okay? When I'm using Jesus' name, there is an arrow trap. I got to do it according to the word. This is the code right here. So if I put in any input that's contrary to the code, it's going to kick it out. Oh, so it behooves me to learn the code. Oh, brother, well, so I won't waste my time putting in information that's just not going to compute. Because God don't have to answer it. He's not going to answer just anything. But if I use his name, okay, the, the pre-existing Christ, he's equal with God, shared in God's divine glory in heaven. Now, this is what we're talking about. Christ existed prior to him coming to earth. Now, I know you say, well, yeah, uh, duh, uh, John says that, but I'm talking about John hadn't been writ written yet. Okay. John had been written yet. So God has given, had given his revelation to Paul. So uh, 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 Christ ex uh, existed before time in eternity with God the Father. He existed. He did not, uh, uh, he did, when, when he came into the earth, he did not, uh, did, did not see uh, uh, equality with God as something that he had to grasp or hold on to. He did not see him being in the form of God as something uh, that he uh, could not uh, 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 give up because he had to be served. He ain't God until somebody's serving him. You see, that's the understanding of God that the world has. But it's not the God of the Bible. The Bible says that he humbled himself took on the form of a man. So let's learn something about the God whom we serve and the God, something that he had to grasp, uh, but as something he could express in service. Obedient self-renunciation, self-humiliation for others. Therefore, he renounced the outward splendor of uh, the heavenly court for the life of his human beings in the earth, 
who lived, uh, 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 who lived, um, he took the lowest spot on the toilet pole, and that was that of a servant, and even, even to the point that he died as a slave. He died as a common criminal between two malefactors. He did not see that as too big for you or, you or I. He saw that as service. This is something we have to learn from him. He would rather give up what belonged to him rightfully to give it up so that he can redeem you and I, and as Paul said, to bring many sons to glory. Oh, my God, not just himself, but to bring many sons to glory. My God, help us. Oh, Mr. Simon, I've, one thing I found out, studying I found out is a lot I don't know. And it humbles me because there's so much I don't know. And what damage have I done to the name of God when I thought I knew it? And who have I told stuff thinking I was right? He exercised his unique divine sovereignty, or he refused to exercise his unique divine sovereignty. Uh, he bears uh, the unique name of God. Because, because he refused to exercise it, now uh, he, uh, uh, him, not just him, but now he have taken you and I with him, and he bears the unique name of God. We are called by that name. That no wonder James say, you and I, we're called by his name, that righteous name, that's what he said. Called by the righteous name of God. My God. The power of God. So, so you see why it's so important for us to get a grasp. And I was, like I said, in starting, this is just scratching the surface. There's so much more that, uh, that can be uh, taught here but it's uh, just scratching the surface. But all we know in closing, as noted in the beginning, this message only scratches the surface. But we know that it, was, it wasn't to God for him to humble himself. It wasn't to God for him to die on my behalf. It wasn't too much for him to come down. I've heard somebody say this, say, it's a good, you, when you go to court, it's good when you know a good attorney. They say, but, it's, but they say it's better, it's better when you know the judge. It is even better when the judge, when he cannot be biased, and he know you're guilty, 
and he hit the gavel and say, we find you guilty. But he come down and derobed. And he come and say, I take your place. When Elder Stowe was teaching this morning, I was, I was thinking about that. I said, my God, who are we to be so proud where we can't go and talk to somebody about Jesus when he took our place? I was guilty, and he knew it. And he could not not convict me, but he convicted me, but he took my place. Come on, stand on your feet. Hallelujah.